yeah, I thought I was being a good Jesus girl by trying to like get enough self-control or, or get this after story that had a Jesus fish on it. And then God would be <laughs> proud for me, right? Like he would be, he would be pleased with that. Like I thought I was, I thought he was waiting on me to get my body together too. Oh, friend, that's just a taste of what's in store in today's episode. We're starting our Real Women, Real Hope series. You're not going to want to miss this. Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. But God, in His grace, He showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free, too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you need to know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four elementary age kids. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and a blogger at comparedtowho.me. And you just may have seen my epic bake fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode and tell a friend about it. Hey there. Thank you for listening to Compared to Who. I'm glad you're here today because today I have a very special guest, my friend Mindy Pickens. She's a wife. She's a mother. She loves Jesus. She also loves her husband, their two daughters. She loves coffee, books, and did I mention coffee? Uh, she spends her time homeschooling. She tutors in a homeschool community, and she's trying to figure out this whole homemaker thing. And Mindy's done some pretty cool things on that front, so we'll get into that later. But she's just a regular regular woman who is captivated by the gospel of Jesus Christ and is learning to surrender to the grace and goodness of God every day. Mindy Pickens, thank you for being on the show today, all the way from the Pacific Northwest. Hi, I'm so happy to be here and be, get to chat with you after all of this time. It's great. Happy to do it. So Mindy, we go back a couple of years because you reached out to me and you shared with me your story and your story was so compelling but I was like, can I please like write this on the blog? Can I use this? And then I was like, wait, this is so good. So many people responded positively to it on the blog. I was like, can I please use this in my book? Um, so you, you have, God has shown you things in this whole realm of body image and comparison. And I'm just wondering if you would share with us kind of what your struggle has looked like and the journey that God has taken you on in this area. Yeah, I'd be happy to share. It's hard to maybe condense that, but I think the the high points of it, or maybe low points, I don't know. I think I always had a struggle uh, with body image since I could really, maybe around that junior high kind of age, and really struggled with it off and on for my whole life. Kind of that, that belief that um, if I could just fix this, you know, that will be the key that unlocks all the rest of the things that need to be in my life. And um, really struggled with it a lot, had it dealt with a lot of... Um, shame and even maybe misbelief religiously about like how to apply the gospel to my body image or like what, how God felt about it. And when I had found your blog originally, we were traveling, like it was a holiday, I don't know, Thanksgiving or Christmas or something. And I was um, with family and I had just Googled around, like, what are some 
Christian ideas for body image because I'm missing something like this is still a big issue where I find myself like pretty compulsively thinking about and maybe self-objectifying if that means like considering always what I look like while I'm doing things and whether it's acceptable. And so I, yeah, I found your blog and, and I'd not heard that take before your particular gospel saturated take was brand new. And so I, I think I got through most of your blog content in just a couple of days and then thought about that for a long time and then reached out to say, Hey, you know, when you're doing like work uh, like this, nobody wants to talk to you about it because it's embarrassing, but you should know that like you're helping people. And so I, I wanted you to know, like God had used that at that direct moment to talk to me and go, Hey, like there is a bigger, deeper, less surface answer for this struggle in your heart. And I'm not okay with this continued bondage. Like I'm not okay with the continued like idolatry of when, um, when I can be attractive enough to be acceptable when my life will be okay and I will be clean. But he was not, he wasn't okay with that. Yeah. So, and then since then working it out with you and doing some writing on the blog and really thinking about it and, um, putting that out in writing, some of the things that I had learned along the way really helped me to process those initial steps and like lay some foundation stones so that when I am still going to deal with issues where I feel, you know, I don't want to say triggered because it sounds kind of trendy, but um, when my body image issues would flare again, I could get back to the truth faster and like, and get back to a truth where I maybe would have spiraled before. And so it was really helpful to me. That's awesome. Mindy, thank you for sharing that. So I know the big thing, and you you alluded to it. In fact, you mentioned it by, by name. But the big thing I think for you was really discovering that idolatry. Would you mm-hmm. agree with that? Yeah. I thought I was being a good Jesus girl by trying to like get enough self-control or, or get this after story that had a Jesus fish on it. And then God would <laughs> be proud for me, right? Like he would be, he would be pleased with that. Like I thought I was, I thought he was waiting on me to get my body together too. And I did not know that that was idolatry. That was me saying like, I'm sacrificing my time and energy and effort toward an ideal in order to achieve an outcome or avoid an outcome. And it was completely sidestepping God and what he wanted to do, even while I thought I was trying to be a good girl um, and serve him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, a story that, I mean, that was my story. <laughs> I think that's a story that so many of our listeners um, can relate to. Now, you said something in just a really eloquent way, so I'm going to read it instead of trying to uh, caption it and butcher it. But, <laughs> but here, here's the way you put it, and I actually made a meme out of it. Um, but you said, I didn't know I had a body image issue. I thought I had a fat issue. I didn't know I had a shame issue. I thought I had a dieting issue. I didn't know I had an idolatry issue. I thought it was a failure issue. And I mean, that just struck me so much the first time I read it in your words. um, And I know that it's touched a lot of people who have read it on the blog because that post of yours is still one of (laughs) the best performing posts of all times in terms of the number of people who have read it and responded to it. But I have a feeling that there's someone listening today that probably is thinking the same thing, like that they're just a failure because they can't stick with a diet. Um, And what, what wisdom would you have for them? What, what did God show you that has been especially helpful in terms of seeing that idolatry clearly and kind of breaking free from it? Um, well, you know, if I, I have it, I'm sure there is, a, you know, sisters going to be listening who, who log on to your, you know, podcast because they're, 
you know, trying to find something that will make them feel better. And maybe they think if I feel better, I'll do better. (laughs) So you're really there because you want to do better because you think that your life will be better if you do better. And, um, I, I understand that feeling. And what I, what I needed to see was that I wasn't, I wasn't patterning my, I was not aiming my heart at, um, Jesus himself. I was aiming my heart at my idea, my image of an acceptable Christian me. Hmm. And so what I ended up doing is I ended up serving my own unsanctified ideals. And I didn't, I wasn't really aiming at listening to and following who God was. And in fact, I was scared to do that because I was, I didn't want the Holy Spirit to tell me to let go of my drive to lose weight. Mm. Like I was scared that he would take it from me. (laughs) And um, that tells you, you have an idol. Like if you don't want to pray, God, what do you have to teach me in this body image? Is this pleasing you the way I feel about how I look and how I feel in my body and how I talk to myself in my body? Is that pleasing you or not? And if you're scared to pray that because you know that God's, (laughs) you know, that he's not, um, that's not what he has for you. It's not the kindness and grace of the gospel that he has for you. And so um, once I realized that, and I, you know, if I couldn't picture Jesus saying to me what I would say to me, then I know that like, I'm not following his voice. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted more than that. I decided I, I wanted to be free more than I wanted to be thin. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I really, that took some courage. It took some courage to do that. Um, because it really, everything in the culture says, but if you can just be the after story, yeah. um, then you will be okay. And I, it, I started to have to see that there was a gospel in there. There's a false gospel that says, here's you are in your sin, in your 14 size jeans, and here's you are in your lostness. And if you just apply this system, then here you will be after. Here's your salvation story. And once I saw that I was looking at a salvation story, when I started scrolling and seeing like, here's who you could be if you apply my method. Mm. Once I saw that that's, that was a gospel being presented to me, a way to save myself, then I couldn't unsee it. Yeah. And that was like the graciousness of God to help me realize that I was honestly, I was chasing a sense of uh, contentment and well-being. And it wasn't going to be found in smaller pants. It just, it wasn't going to be, it's not going to be, you can have smaller pants and more bondage. Absolutely. That's good. That's really good. And then let's go to a place that you went and I don't, I didn't prep you ahead of time that I was going to talk about this blog post, but you wrote a blog post when your husband was going to get another job. Yeah. And you kind of thought like, and you revealed a lot in that post. It was really rich. But you thought like if you, if he got that job, then you'd live in a better house and then you'd be thin. Like it all kind of went together. (laughs) Like fleshing out because that's like so relatable. I think so many women go down that same path. Like the idol tells you to get thin, but that's not where it stops. The idol says if you're thin, like all these under other wonderful things will happen for you. Would you you flesh that out a little? Yeah, it's funny. I was, I was we were looking at houses and I was imagining myself, if I lived in this kind of a house, I would, I would probably be a better person. Like I would have to be right. Because look how fancy this is like this way better than I have now. And so then I'd probably be motivated 
then because of my amazing life. And then I would probably exercise more and I would really want to represent my husband well, you know? Mm. <laughs> and so then I would be motivated to like be a different person. And then it's, it's funny. It's not like I sit down and I'm like journaling out. This is the wonderful truth of my life. It's, it's the kind of thought that comes to you in passing Mm-hmm. That if you don't like stop and listen to it and realize that is some sort of nonsense. <laughs> like, what are you thinking? And um, I hadn't been in the practice of really like really listening to my thoughts about it. Yeah. Or like if, if I could put a microphone on my thoughts about body image, which I started to do about the time that, you know, I met through you and your blog and, and stuff. And I really asked God to confront me and go, okay, will you show me when I'm doing this? Will you show me when I'm participating in the accusation and the enemy's plans for me and my thinking? Like, would you help me see it? And stuff like that would come to the surface where I was fantasizing really about Mindy 2.0. And um, I realized in in that season that really I craved, what I craved was Mindy Mm 2.0. Not so much freedom and grace and contentment and intimacy with God, which is really where my satisfaction is going to be. I could be Mindy 2.0 or 3.0 or 4.0 and it wouldn't, it, it won't fix that hole that was there. And so just by God's grace, he helped me to like turned up the volume on my inner dialogue so that I could start bringing those things to the Holy Spirit, knowing, Hey, is this part of my idolatry or, or like, is this, you know, where does it, what are the beliefs that underlie this? Mm-hmm. So I could begin to heal. Hey there, how much is freedom worth to you? That's kind of an odd question, right? When I was in the midst of my struggle with disordered eating and body image, I would have paid anything I had to be free. Truth is, I spent a lot of my budget on things I thought could help me be free, like new diets, exercise gizmos, clothing, but none of those things really helped. I'm so grateful that God showed me the way out. And now I'm passionate about helping others find their way out too. I want them to know that Jesus already paid it all. They don't have to spend another cent to find the freedom they really desire. But truth is, it does cost me something to get this message out, compared to who can't spread the message of Jesus' offer of freedom without the help of women like you. Would you consider making a contribution? Check out Compared to Who's Patreon page at patreon.com slash compared to who. Then prayerfully consider giving $1 or $5 a month, whatever you can to help. Any amount you'd be willing to donate would be a huge blessing and will go directly towards covering the operating expenses of this ministry. Thank you for being a part of seeing other women set free from the chains of body image and comparison. May God bless your generosity. That's so awesome. And I love what you said about just starting to listen, right? Because I mean, the thought of someone putting a microphone on our thoughts, like that's, that's terrifying. Right. right? Nobody because, wants that. <laughs> oh my word. There's so many of them and they come so fast. And some of them are just so crazy that you're like, okay, I'm so glad no one <laughs> can. Absolutely. What I'm thinking. Right. But, um, but at the same time, unless we stop and are mindful, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we are our biggest influencers of ourselves in some ways, right? Yes, yeah. Like it's, it's our thoughts that influence our actions and our mm-hmm. beliefs and, you know, and, and really every part of our lives, it comes from what we're doing in our heads. And so unless we're mindful of those thoughts, unless we can stop and take thoughts captive that shouldn't be there in the first place and mm-hmm. recognize the lies of the enemy and then just speak truth to ourselves. Cause like you said, I mean, we can go down a crazy train that, that just just kind of comes from our own perceptions, right? Our yeah. own objectification in some cases, because it's like, we all do it. It's like, well, if I, 
if I was that hot, then okay, my husband would totally treat me better. And, you know, and not that he's mistreating you or anything like that, right. but just like, it's like, it would just elevate every part of life. And, and, but then we fail to think about like the covers of magazines where those women are that mm-hmm. have those bodies that we think would give them the life. And we fail to think about the headlines around those women, right. That say, you know, why she almost ended it all her struggle with depression, you right. know, why he cheated on her. Like we don't connect reality. Right. And we do this idealization, um, idolization, both of those things, idealizing mm-hmm. and idolizing yeah. in our heads. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really sound advice. Um, just, you know, stop and be mindful friends that, that will make a big difference on well, you. Well, and it wasn't just it wasn't just mindfulness in the sense of like let me alone listen mm-hmm. to my thoughts about this yeah. because in my own heart I would know like okay this is a disaster in here and then you see the darkness that's really there and how pervasive it is because uh, it's not normal to just know whether you're the biggest girl in the room is the second you walk into it. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what God wants. It's not normal for you to instantly compare yourself and your outfits with the women that are around you. Like that's not what God wants. That's not standard, but we accept it as standard. Yes. And so if I were to just listen to that outside of maybe reference of the Holy spirit and God in his own kindness and grace to me, I think I, I wouldn't have had the answer in my own self. Mm-hmm. So what I had to do is mindfulness in the presence of the Holy spirit. Absolutely. And that way I could say, Hey, what do you think about this? Instead of me just coming up with a new system to both beat my body and my body image, Mm -hmm. which I wasn't going to be successful at. I needed saving. I needed a new prayer to pray. That's one of the things that has been profound to me that like I had talked to you about my church moment where I was, I was in worship and I'm trying to worship this God and I'm finally understanding the gospel fully. And at the same time, I worry about like, if I'm having arm fat with my arms up or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I got angry and I'm like, that should not be, I should not be singing the praises of my Lord with my mouth and still worrying about what my body looks like. And so he gave me that prayer, Lord, captivate me with your beauty and your glory and your body, not mine. And so I, I had a, a something to reset when I caught myself thinking and I can invite the Holy Spirit into that and then take what the enemies used against me and use it against him, which, mm-hmm. you know, cause the prayer to be captivated with God and his glory and his body instead of mine uh, has been really helpful to shift my gaze and like break me out of some of my entrenched thought patterns about it, which I had just accepted as normal woman thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I mean, and I, I always like to say, I mean, it's not super fun to talk about, but when the Holy Spirit shows you that sin, you've got to repent. Otherwise yes. it stays with you. Like, like there is a solution to sin. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. repent and, and find some freedom. But I had forgotten that we had had that kind of back and forth about your worship experience. Because mm-hmm. what's so funny, Mindy, is my next book uh, starts off with an illustration of me in worship you know, and singing a song, God, you're so good. And in between kind of verses, I'm thinking, oh, look at the worship leader's sweater set. That's super cute. Like mm-hmm. She's really thin. I wonder if I could wear something like that. And, yeah, you know, and you're like, what am I doing? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then it's like, God, you're so good. But you know, I wonder if I could, I wish I could sing like that. God didn't give me that talent. And, but, but I think a lot of women do that, right? We're in totally. worship. And we want to keep our eyes and our gaze focused on the Lord, but we get distracted by comparison and by our body image hangups and all that stuff. And, and, and really instead of, um, instead of being able to worship freely, we're, we're 
just wondering ways. I mean, it's really kind of crude to say it away, but we're, we're wondering about the ways that could bring more worship to ourselves instead yeah. of bringing more worship to God. And, and that's something that I've been convicted of a lot. You know, it's like the whole, uh, take care of your temple thing, you know, mm -hmm. that was used in Christianity for decades, still used, I'm sure. Yeah. But, you know, that whole, like, it's your responsibility and how I heard it is your, it's your responsibility to be hot, to make Jesus look good. Yes. <laughs> like, you PR for Jesus in your gym <laughs> clothes, please. Yes. That's what exactly. I thought too. Yeah. And, but, but recognizing that like a temple is designed for worship, not to be worshiped, you know, that's not why God says that our body's a temple. <laughs> it's a temple. Well, and he doesn't, he doesn't say too. like, I'm going to look down from heaven on all the different temples that I, you know, basically handcrafted in the image of God. And I'm just going to pick the fanciest ones mm -hmm. to hang out in either. Yep. I mean, come on, that's, but it does get you to thinking the enemy will get in there and be like, you know, you would be a better representation mm -hmm. of God if, you know, you looked different or you looked better. And I think what you've said about repentance is good and is under appreciated maybe in our culture there's a beautiful kind freedom yes. available in repentance where i mean the culture will be like well be compassionate with yourself yes and i do think you should be compassionate for why you have the systems and beliefs that you do but at the end of the day being able to agree with god that that's not where he wants you mm -hmm. and then to say okay i'm opening my both of my hands to you and saying like in submission to your righteousness and love i i'm giving you access to my heart i want to look like you I recognize this is not what you have for me. Help me. Give me the gift of a full repentance is a beautiful prayer. And, and when we say repentance now, people culturally tend to think that that is like some form of self-shaming. And it, it is absolutely not that. It is not where I look at myself and I see everything wrong with me and I just reach deep and try harder. It's where I look fully in the face of God and in his heart and I see who he is and I bring myself fully in submission to his goodness. It's a gift to us and it can be so absolutely helpful and healing. That's where our healing is. And so it doesn't need to be fearful or negative. It, it's a beautiful kindness to us that God allows us to see and then helps us repent. That's so good, Mindy. Thank you. image been bogging you down for too long it's time to get free my friend go to compare to who.me take your free body image awareness quiz you will learn amazing things you'll get your results right away and I think you'll have fun too because I mean who doesn't love to take quizzes go to compare to who.me there's lots of great resources on that site articles about body image and comparison and how you can find freedom through the gospel of Jesus Christ check it out today Right after this episode, of course. What piece of advice would you give to any woman struggling with body image listening right now? Is there one piece of encouragement or one suggestion you would make to her? Um, well, I don't, I, I think somebody would maybe want like a, a step or something. Hmm. But I, I don't really have a step. I, I do have a person though. Mm -hmm. And what I can say is like, Jesus cares about your walk and how you live in your body. He handcrafted it perfectly for you. And he's not ashamed of you. Um, and because he's not ashamed of you and he is perfect 
love and holiness and righteousness and kindness. Um, he's not waiting for you to get your body right so that like he can use you and you can mm -hmm. live the life he made for you to live. And so my very best and maybe only beginning place is to just begin and end with Jesus, invite him mm -hmm. fully into your body image and say, Hey, maybe the world's wisdom for handling this and God's wisdom for handling this aren't the same mm -hmm. and be brave enough to really ask him what he would have you do about it. Um, that's the beginning. And then the next if there is a step, it's simply to get, um, like what we said before, when you're really listening to your self-talk, you're able to address it and to do so with Jesus. And I just do that in a journal. I just call it a truth journal. And I write down like, Hey, I've caught myself thinking this thought lately. I'm going to jot it down and then I'm going to tell myself the truth about it and mm -hmm. see if I can apply the gospel to it. And then when I find myself uh, struggling either with food or my body, I can go back to that and check my own truth. Right. So it's not just like a list of verses that I read out of context. It's <laughs> specific verses to uh, and specific truth that I know about how God really wants to address that issue. And it, that's helpful. Um, but it's really just prayer. It's just written down prayer to help me correct the beliefs that have led me to um, such a negative place with my body. Now, Mindy, did you ever engage anyone else? In, in your struggle as you were coming through this, did you talk to your husband about it or a friend or is there anyone else that you, um, that you brought in? Um, well, I've, I've been pretty open with my husband about that um, for since we've been married. He's a pretty good husband to have for, you know, body image issues because uh -huh. he it thinks I'm amazing and he's always willing to listen. And I have a couple of other girlfriends too that when I really start started beginning to sort of engage this differently and I'm learning from you and thinking about it. I would talk to my girlfriends who also had similar, I'd heard talk like I talk. Mm. Right. And so I I'd start noticing it on them and I'd be like, Oh, I'm not okay with that on you. And then I'm like, God's like, Oh, well, how do you think I feel about you? You know? <laughs> so being able to have some really good conversations around that was good. And then even just writing about it helped me to sort of feel like I'm sowing light and feel like I'm contributing something God's growing things in the ashes of this struggle for me. Um, and so now that I've been more open about it, which is scary at first, because you don't want people to know, even though mm -hmm. everyone struggles. Um, <laughs> but now that I have been open, people are more willing to talk to me about it. And I have more opportunity to like help someone um, walk through some of those same uh, struggles. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, that's what I find. That's what I find. I found it myself and I find it with other women that I've worked with. As soon as they get over that hurdle of being honest and open about it, then they become magnets for so many other women who are, are hurting and, and would have right. never spoken up if they didn't have that one person in their life that was willing to be honest about it. So thank you for doing that <laughs> for, for the women around you. And I would just encourage anyone listening today, you know, if God's working on your heart that you should share your story do it, do it because there's someone out there whom you can help in their healing process by sharing yours. You don't have to have it all together before you share. I don't have it all together. In fact, that's no. kind of the crazy thing yeah. about writing a book is you write a book at one point in time and then you keep growing and learning, you know? Right. And so yeah. I yeah. look back at some of the stuff in my book and I'm like, oh, well, I don't know if I'm really there anymore. Like I kind of believe this more now, but, um, but you know, it, 
you, it takes courage, but it's, it's always worth it to help other people find freedom. Well, and then what you see too, is that you'll be staring at a woman who you think is like the most beautiful woman, you know, and she will have the same struggle as you. And then you start to go, Oh, enemy, you are crafty. And you start to understand that it's, there's a spiritual battle here for us, for all of God's daughters. And it isn't just like these few women who you think have the issue and then it enables you to um, love and serve those women better. And then you're even more able to address it in your own heart. It's, it's a good thing. Yeah, that's so good. And that's so true. I mean, how quick are we to stereotype and objectify others? And, you know, like, oh, well, they don't have this issue. I'd like to right. be like them. And no, they absolutely do have the same issue. Totally. Yep. So that's, that's interesting. Um, you know, you mentioned shame briefly. And... Um, and today I was reading Psalm 34 and uh, just brought me to verse yeah. five, where it says, those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. And I think shame is something that, especially in this whole area of body image, like that's a root of it. Uh, is there anything that you've experienced there in terms of God helping you release, um, release that burden of shame that you'd like to share? Yeah, that um, it's an interesting verse that you bring up today because just yesterday I'm doing a project for church. I'm doing some writing and I, um, long story short, I have, I deal with a little bit of anxiety because of a medication that I'm taking. I was struggling yesterday and I started to pray and I'm like about this fearful, shamey part of me. I'm like, God, what is that? And he said, it's shame. And I'm like, okay. And I'm praying about that. And I was trying to think about it. And I just had this image of God, um, of Jesus, right? Like holding my face and washing it. Like, and the words were on there, like ugly, not good enough. Like all those things that you think he's like, no, you have, I'm giving you the gift of clean skin. Your face Mm. is clean and radiant. And um, it was just like this image of saying, okay, sometimes fear and shame feels like fear. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just needed you to look in my eyes for a second and let me get that for you because you're Mm -hmm. clean in me. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of it is just, um, prayer and knowing that the gospel goes all the way down. Like what Jesus did on the cross was the end. I cannot make myself more acceptable Mm. to him. It is finished. It is absolutely, actually totally finished, but I need to like go back to the source and not run it on my own power all the time because I start to get weary. And then I feel like I'm failing when the truth is I just need to get with Jesus for a few minutes Mm -hmm. and I need to get with my father and let him address some of those things because I need the refreshment of the gospel often in order to make sure that I remember what I know is true. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. I I heard a thought the other day, it was a quote actually by Spurgeon, but um, so I I can't dare quote it (laughs) from memory, but the essence of it was like, if God's big enough and good enough to take care of my eternal salvation, like if God's got all that sewn up, like why would I be concerned about anything right. trivial here in my life? And and to me, thinking about body image issues, it's like, oh, we just, we struggle and we struggle and we struggle over what we look like and what other people think we look like and what we weigh and what culture says we're supposed to weigh. And, and am I doing this the way culture says I'm supposed to do this? And am I acceptable? Am I good enough? All those things. And it's like, oh, just take a deep breath. Like God got the hardest thing taken care of. Like, like all this little stuff that consumes us. And I mean, I'm not trivial, trivializing right. because it is real and we feel it. It's very real. But 
But if God is good enough and big enough to take care of our eternal security, Mm -hmm. is he not good enough and big enough to take care of us day to day in our, in our worries about what we look like and how others perceive us. And I just, I found that encouraging. He's that good. He's that good. He's that personal. He's not going to save my soul in eternity past for eternity present and then leave me suffering with weight and body image fixation. He's good enough to come all the way down. And um, that's just the beautiful thing. I just need reminded. Uh, we need community. I need scripture. I need prayer. Um, and then I need to get mad a little bit about the enemy's designs for mm-hmm. all God's daughters. That's, that's kind of the recipe I've got going. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's a good recipe. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Well, Mindy is a gifted writer and I hope that someday in the not too distant future, I'll be able to tell you about her book, but I'm just kind of pushing her in that way. That's not something she's, <laughs> she's necessarily working on right now, but, but Mindy is an awesome writer and I've am blessed to have, uh, I don't know, there's probably like eight or nine pieces, maybe more that you've written mm-hmm. on my blog. So I'm going to put a link to all of Mindy's writing, um, on the show notes here. So you can go check it out, especially her story. The first post, I think you'll like that one a lot, but, um, but Mindy's written a lot of great things and Mindy, you kind of started going down a road for a little while and said you haven't been too active with it lately, but Mindy was uh, started a project called the remedial homemaker. It was kind of a Facebook group blog yeah. kind of thing. Um, and she's been a little too busy to do anything with it recently, but if you want to connect with her and if you're interested and you were just giving, well, tell me what you're doing there. You're giving kind of helpful homemaking advice, but it was more than that. That, that sounds trite. What, tell me what you were doing there. Yeah, it was kind of the homemaking blog for not homemaker types. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Sort of a realistic, um, not intimidating community for people like me who came late to the idea that like all of womanhood is valuable and the idea of, of home um, and family and marriage wasn't like a smaller calling. And it took me a while to really invest in that. And then I had a lot to learn. So we just made a little community um, over on WordPress about that, where I talked about um, reconciling my heart and mind to um, the beauty of what it is to um, share the gospel in our homes um, and with our families and um, in marriage. And it was, it was helpful for me. Um, I took a little break from that over the last year, but you can still reach me there and um, yeah, email and enjoy content there if you like. Yeah. And I would encourage you if that's of interest to you. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. I really enjoyed reading everything you posted there too. So I'll put links to that up. And then like Mindy said, if you do want to connect with her, if you want to reach out to her personally, you can do it uh, through that page. Well, Mindy, thank you so much for being on the show today. A pleasure to talk to you. And um, and thanks for sharing your wisdom and your experience. I know that will benefit from that. So thank you, Mindy. Thanks so much. Okay, that's all for today's show. I hope to catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey, friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. 
Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.